Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today Saul has a topic called, I'm trying to read it upside down, sorry. What kind of player are you? Yeah, I found this topic on Reddit. And though I don't usually like Reddit topics because they get a little strange. Uh, This one was pretty interesting because it says, what kind of player are you? And it gave you four different options of which one to pick. It's kind of like a poll. I mean, not kind of. It was a poll. And and I just thought that was an interesting idea and how it could be useful. <laughs> the person listed four different categories as a player. So it was literally, what kind of player are you? And pick one of these? Yes. Okay. And even the poster said, uh, the post said, you know, everybody's a bit of everything, really. But which one are you most like? And that's... Did you decide on which one you were most like? Uh, as always... It depends. (laughs) So experiencing, right? This is a player that that seeks to, wants to see what the GM brings to the table, is excited about encountering things that set up, set off their imagination. I think uh, exploring, they want to explore the world. They want to know what the world is like and experience the world that the, or the setting that the GM has a create has created so when they're an experience experiencing player it's more about what they're going to encounter and they just want to know what's going on yeah yeah and they don't they don't care whether it's good bad or ugly they just want the experience right they want to see what what the gm comes up with they're really interested in that in the imagination and discovering discovering that's a key word uh, discovering what what's going on so that's pretty neat. I don't know if I'm that kind of player. Okay, so there we go. The next one is problem solving. Would that be a mystery game? Yeah. Or just in- people, people, yes, a, a mystery game, solving puzzles. So far, I can think of people that are both experiencing players and problem solvers. <laughs> hey, people who like using their wits to solve, to solve problems or to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would probably be people who are really into mysteries, I guess, because mysteries are trying to figure things out. It doesn't necessarily have to be a mystery. It could also be, how do you get across that ravine? Right. And it also includes mini maximizers because it, empower, it, I mean, I'm empowering. Problem solving is like, is like character builds that, that are most useful and have the most impact. Do we have a tank to send over there? Is that what you're talking about? The rules, uh, using the rules to your favor. That's like, you know, kind of a rules lawyer but not necessarily in the that's worst. a problem solver yes not in, not in the worst not in the negative connotation of a of a rules lawyer like somebody who, who, who like knows the rules and like uses those rules to their advantage for good <laughs> a little a little uh, comedy there yes i guess i'm talking with my hands and i smacked myself with my windshield breath shield whatever you want to call it uh they call they like they like the challenge of Whatever the GM is putting forward. They look at it as a problem to solve. Yes. <clears throat> like all the men that I know in my life. <laughs> you can't just tell men this, wow. is, not, this is what I'm thinking. It, because because you got to be careful because then they're going to want to fix it for you. The <laughs> problem men. solve it. The men. Which just, is, I say that because I really don't know that many women. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's sadly true. Uh, next is empowering. An empowering player? 
they like the idea of fantasy or science fiction because they like the idea of experiencing things that they can't obviously do themselves. They want to play a superhero. A superhero, a, an assassin that kills everything in sight, John Wick style, whatever. Superhero, a dinosaur, whatever you want. The idea of playing something that basically you can't experience in real life, you know. Okay, I'm going to say dinosaur. I don't think you play dinosaurs. Maybe you encounter dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, that just kind of just fell out of my mouth. But, so yeah. empowering, doing doing things that you wouldn't normally be able to do? Or that you can't absolutely can't do in real life, like going out into space and being a Jedi and stuff like that. It's not possible to be a Jedi or to... Uh, I, I, I think there's some people that would differ with you on that one. <laughs> right. Uh they just like, yeah, they like the fantastic of things, right? And being experienced it that way. I think, I think, well, one of the things that falls into this category, if you like to play a magic user, right? Definitely. Unless you can throw f- fireballs, fireballs from your fingertips. Or lightning. Some scientists might be able to do that. I guess you could probably wear a suit and then generate some sort of plasma ball, but I think we're still pretty far away. So from that's that. pretty empowering. Uh, it would be, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that kind of thing. Don't ever give me one of those suits, by the way. <laughs> it's like Iron Man, right? So the next one is, there's only four categories. And the other one is socializing. The whole reason you get together is so you can see your friends, hang out, drink, eat, uh, maybe talk about stuff, not about the game. Basically, it's just the experience, sharing the experience of the people. Even in-game, maybe maybe they're not totally just like, hey, you know, what happened last Saturday night? No, you're playing the game, but you're just sharing. You just like being there with your friends. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say all gamers well, yeah. experience this one. Yeah, but that's not what, that's not you know, the sole reason you play sometimes. Some people. Anyway, and they, you know, this is like you like helping people out in the in the game. You are uh, like sharing. You like ma- putting the f- group move forward or whatever their endeavors are. Uh, the people are the most important thing to them. See, that's where I'm. I'm telling you, that's most gamers want to. I think so. Experience I mean, that right to to go the socialization, yeah. especially after COVID. The original poster said that everybody, most gamers, are a little bit of everything of this. Right, this a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But he was asking, or she, I don't know. They were asking, what do you consider yourself and most important to you? What kind of player do you think you really are? And I think that's an interesting, valid question. I think there is all kinds of things that matter or what does not matter, but uh, influence what kind of player you are depending on all kinds of different factors, right? Yes. Like one of them uh, is the. G- Sorry, you took the list away from me, so oh. I, I can't. I, I, it's hard to. Yes. So one of them is depends on the game, right? Some certain games just elicit a certain type of play style. Okay. Like there's a difference between let's say Dungeons and Dragons and Feng Shui. Feng Shui is all about the action. It's all about the about the the doing things that are totally not possible in the real world the more fantastical in the real world you can get the better it is the more to me the more fun the game can be because you are pushing the envelope and you're being really imaginative about things uh, things that could happen if only things were a little bit if only you were in a hong kong action movie exactly right 
So to me, in that sense, I would probably be, well, for the most part, it'd be like empowering, right? Doing things that normally you wouldn't be able to do and stuff like that. But, it, you know, even in Feng Shui, you could just be in there for the experience of, of seeing what imaginative worlds or situations the GM can put you in. So it, though the game does depend on a lot of my play style or what I like to experience in a certain game. Like the difference between, let's say, D&D is a terrible example, actually. More like the One Ring. The One Ring is a different experience than Feng Shui. I think that Aliens is also a different experience than Feng Alien. Shui. Yes. Mm, yeah. So genre I games I have no idea are going to... I have no idea where I would put myself like about the Alien game. Um, is there a category of screaming into the night? I don't know. I think that'd be experiencing... Maybe problem solving? No, no, there's yeah. no... You, you can solve the problem, but you're still going to get killed. So, <laughs> experiencing. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Nine out of ten times. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the game would have definitely have an impact on what I want to experience out of the game. And for that matter, that would make it what kind of player I would like to be in that situation. So, what you're saying is the type of player you are is game dependent is influenced because you could still like the experience or the empowering in alien even though the, the, it's the exact opposite right? <laughs> it's right? more ex- just experiencing <laughs> but, experiencing how you're going to die this time but some people but it could know, be problem solving yeah it, or it could be empowering like you know trying to deal trying to survive amongst terrible odds i think it could be problem solving trying to make sure that the company man dies and none of the aliens are taken off whatever, wherever you are that's okay. just my that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> As you can tell, Jolene had a very traumatic experience playing Alien. And it was Bay, huh? Yes. Yeah, Bay was a terrible great great role player, but he did terrible things. <laughs> he had the, the AI do terrible things. Or not AI, the yeah. was it a AI or yeah. a robot? Uh, artificial uh, artificial person. Yes. Whereas Feng Shui, I I do agree. It's very empowering. Any kind of those, any games like that, like even like I've never really played the superhero games, but Champions and oh yeah, where you're actually playing a a superhero, a superhero, that could be very empowering. I think I think for the most part, yeah, that's more empowering than let's say, I mean, just off the bat, just it's more empowering than what than like if you're playing a, a solve the mystery game. What do they call it? Gumshoe or uh, yeah, instead of problem solving, that's more very problem solving. But, you know, the, I mean, As superheroes you could have to solve. Problems. Yeah, that's the thing. Like in every every adventure, there's a problem that needs to be solved, but maybe that solving could be done by a punch to the gut instead of figuring out what this clue means. Send in the tank. So so that's game dependent. I think a little bit. It also depends on how you feel, right? Sometimes you just want to smash things, Hulk smash, and that would, <laughs> and that would make it whatever kind. I mean, I don't know, experiencing, empowering. I mean, it could be either one of those two. It should make you feel good. <laughs> yeah, you just want to like wreck things, right? I like those. <laughs> there was this a person I knew. Uh, it doesn't matter, but he he was very into role playing, right? And so he sits down at a at a game, and the. The guy who runs the game, it doesn't matter. But he sat down next to run it. You know, he knew the GM and he knew what kind of game he ran. So it was very head role 
play intensive or heavy. So he sits down, and then some guy kid sits down next to him, and they're they're like introducing what characters they got, and then the the person goes, well, "I just want to blow stuff up." He didn't say stuff, right? And then uh, uh, the guy, my friend, looked at him and goes, Ugh. "Right," because <laughs> that's all he wanted to do. And, and and instead of role playing, you just want to blow things up. I mean, that literally, that's what he wanted to do, and that's what he did. Like every chance he got, he tried to blow things up. That was a, that's how he solved the problems, and uh, <laughs> that that works. It's probably not the best negotiating skill that you could have, but you know it that works. Gil, sometimes. Gil is the one who the person that that had that problem. So obviously, it depends on how you feel. Like one guy, he just wanted to rope, he just wanted to blow stuff up, and then my friend Gil wanted an experience, a role playing experience. So a lot depends on how you feel and and how all the other players in the right. in the room feel, right? Well, right. You get you get a feel what you get the feel for the room, right? Exactly. And another another thing is it depends on the GM. Some GMs, you know, are known for their role playing. Some are known for their fantastic or high adrenaline type games. Right. For example, there was this. I was reading about the. I was listening to another podcast called Fear the Boot, and they have a Fear the Boot con, right? And this one guy was known for like standing up on his chair mm-hmm. and yelling or talking very loudly at his table, getting them all worked up and enthusiastic about what's going on. And it's this exciting, you know, very quick uh, happening events going on at the same time, right. you know, real quick. And so. That is a different type of G, uh, GM than somebody who's trying to evoke a dark mood, and you have the well, obviously a different kind of game, right? Well, that's just is also the GM, right? The GM is has a different idea of what kind of game he wants to run. Well, and the players are either going to like it or not. True, true. But when you know a GM is known for a certain kind of game, you're going to go there with a different type of idea of what's going to happen or or what kind of how you're going to approach the game as a player your expectations are going to be different expectations exactly so another thing i was thinking is this this is actually pretty cool idea for or knowledge or or information for the gm right because the gm could like let's throw this out to the players well if you think about it most gms Oh, unless you're doing a one shot and you never met anybody (laughs) you're gonna after you play with people for a little while you're gonna know what they like or don't like or stuff like when we go and play at um, our friend Cowie's house. Oh yes, you guys are so excited because Cowie puts out a spread of food that <laughs> we don't care about the game. <laughs> is not really a gamer kind of food, right? You know, see, I've been in both situations, and when I went the first time I went to Cowie's house, I'm like, my goodness, no wonder these guys want to come here. Look at the stuff that she's put out. It's a, it's a gourmet deliciousness, right? Yes, and ridiculous. On top of that, you get to play a game. Yes, and so I can I can see the appeal of that. Whereas also, like if the socializer might come to the game, and we have games like this where the boys, when we, when we used to go and play at um, Mel's store at Legends, yeah. we would always stop at Seven yes. Eleven, and we would get them Slurpees. And for years, even to this, not the last time, they didn't do it when we played um, Shadowrun the last time, but even um, last year, or no, well, before the pandemic, it was always a requirement they would go to 7-Eleven and get their Slurpees before we started playing. They would walk across the street, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like a, a big socializing thing because they got 
they did it all the time as kids. So when they were older teenagers, they're like, okay, okay, we're ready to game. We got our our Slurpee and what did the boys like? Checks. Checks mix, yes. So, well, it's funny as you say the boys and teenagers. They're they're nineteen, so they're in the last year of the teenage. Oh, Ian's even and Ian's, Ian's not like twenty two now, so. though. <laughs> so they're barely teenagers. So, but yeah, it's very interesting to see that that's what they do is that they they fall into this. This is the experience, right? That they want to have. Well, because as as kids, yeah. right? That's that's part of the the gaming experience. I remember the same thing when I when I used to go game. I used to take my 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 sandwiches and mm-hmm. my soda, mm-hmm. and and no matter where it was, whether at the scout house or somebody else's house, and mainly because I, you know, my mom says, "Oh, you shouldn't in, in, impose impose on the people there," and you know they were they were teenage dudes, so they're not gonna like put out any spread or anything <laughs> like that. Now, Kawi goes like crazy, right? Like she she put out like. Quiche, brie cheese, all kinds of cheeses. She Deliciousness. Puts, she puts cupcakes or not cupcakes. What do you call them? Muffins, chocolate muffins, and loaf, sweet loaves of bread, all kinds of stuff. Last time she had some, what was it? She had a pumpkin muffin that was yum yum. Yeah, I didn't try the pumpkin muffin, but the food. Oh, was the a, frittata. Ah, oh, that's what I never had one before. Delicious. Yes, and I was like, wow, and yeah, exactly. He's had Jolene's version of it, which is not the same. I don't even remember you making one. The eggs with the stuff in it. Oh, yeah, but it wasn't like that. No. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a, a <laughs> <Whatever>. May person. <laughs> but anyway, it, it, it was the first time we went out there, like, even uh, I remember, I think Bay ran the game. Was it Bay? I don't remember who ran the first game. But he was like. It was you, Bay, Shannon, and Morgan? Yeah, but it was, but, but who was running the game to GM? I think it was Bay. And or it might have not been Babe running the first game, but he thought it was very strange because he's running the game, right? Everybody got their food or whatever they're going to get, right? And then they would sit down and eat a little bit. And then, like, during the game as he was playing, somebody would get up and go get some more food, right? And then come back. <laughs> and then somebody else would get up to get more. And, then, and he goes, and he thought it was distracting, right? He was like, he goes, I don't know what's going on here. Usually just if people grab their stuff and that's it and they sit down. Because so, they've never had the... The yum, the yumminess. Yes, I mean, it was uh, really good. And then you know she has coffee and she has uh, seltzer water and and, and and wine and whatever you want. And I was just like, and then it was funny because I, he said that I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because people, as a GM, you know, you're trying to get people's attention and keep that attention. And then when somebody gets up and I, you can understand if they have to go to the bathroom, but when they get up and go get food and come sit down multiple times, it, it could be distracting. It could mess up your timing as a GM, you know. But timing. you guys have gotten used to it and the good food. Well, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's how it works at Kawi's house. You're not going to stay there the whole six hours or four hours or three hours, whatever it is we're playing. You're going to get up multiple times and get something to eat. Sorry. Apologies to the GM, whoever that is, and me. You know, when I'm running GM, when I was running there, a the GM was the one getting up. Yeah, to go get the. I'll, I'll go get some. Yeah, I'll hold on a couple minutes. So, like I said, a lot depends on the GM and what their game is as to how you how how the players are going how be. the player approaches the game. So I think this kind of stuff is very important to know for the GM, right? If you could throw this to your players, even if you've known them for a long time, what do they really like to play? Though I know most people, you probably, I think most people would know what their players really like, what they like about their games, right? Because you've been, if you've been playing with them for a long time. But it's always, it's always good to make sure that your assumptions are more or less correct. 
I'm sorry, in what way? Well, I mean, just like if you think like, let's say Todd, I don't know Todd, but let's say Todd, you think he's a problem solver, but he really wants to play. play uh, he really wants to blow things up. Yes, he wants to to play an empowered game like, you know, a, uh, like a, let's say, for example, a superhero game. He's never talked about superhero games, never mentioned, excuse me, never mentioned it. Todd's never mentioned anything about superheroes, but he's really always want to play a superhero game. And that's like more an empowering game than, let's say, a problem-solving game where everybody really likes mystery games and stuff in your group. But filling this out goes, and you see that, oh, he wants to, an empowering. He wants, he wants to play a game where he's empowering, empowered. I think that's, I think that's useful information. And also, even if you already know your players, or even better, if you don't know your players, they give you this list, or they give you what they, what they think is important for them as a player. You can insert certain elements that give them that in a game, like for example, like for example, when I ran uh, my moderate Dresden game, there was moments of problem solving. There was moments of them fighting something really powerful. Then there was the experience of like to me, it was like being in moderate and canary role. I really tried to invoke the whole where you're at and what you're doing and by having pictures of Canary Row, having pictures of the locations where the events took place. And these are pictures that I took at when I went to Monterey. So they were like, oh, you actually took pictures of it. I go, yeah, we're, we go there every all the time. So that's why I said it there because it's, it's just really, almost everybody in the Bay Area here has been to Monterey, especially Canary Row, because it's a tourist place. And they know things when I say, oh, uh, Dennis Domenis Park or Lake Elistero, they know what that is. Or they go, I go, Bubba Gumps. They know where Bubba Gumps is and they've been there probably, at least passed by it. And so I don't have At least to, our friends. At least our know. friends or people in the Bay Area. Cause, yeah. I mean, I ran that at the convention. They're like, oh, yeah, I know where that is. And they're like, oh, do you, you know where it is? You know where it's right next to that statue where Bubba Gump? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, right there. This is where this takes place. And they're like, ah. So that gives them like, not just like my terrible. De- it gives descript- them a place, right? That were were better. It gives them more a, immersion into a, the a game. A memory of being yeah. there, where no matter how great I am at description, which I'm not. Uh, that's why you use pictures. Pictures, and that's why it's easier for me to elicit this experience for them because they're like, "Oh yeah, I've been there. I know what it looks like. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about." I'm like, "Yeah, I know where that parking garage is." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even the parking garage, they know what the parking garage is. It's three stories, right? Yeah, that's the one. I'm like, they know exactly what it is. So all that stuff, it's like a what do you call it? Like a questionnaire. Instead of asking, "What do you want to see in the game?" You just like, "What kind of player do you see yourself at?" And oh, then, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that handing people a thing and you have to check a box. They might not like that. I mean, because then you're you're putting yourself into a box, right? You can't be all four at once. Well, I mean, that's what you would say. Look, we we're all a little bit of all these things. We all get together because we all all these things matter to us. But which one do you think is the most important to you, or you think you most likely enjoy? And so, if they tell you they want to problem solving when you're playing D and D, where you're just smashing things and taking their stuff. Ah, he wants to play a little bit of Paulson, a little bit of mystery and stuff like that, maybe. And so, even in D and I've done it in a D and D game. I put a little bit of mystery and Pathfinder and Pathfinder. Oh, and the the boys are the boys loved it when yeah. you did it, and you weren't sure what, how they were going to react. Right, right. But they were pretty good at solving a murder, asking questions without <laughs> That's right. without ba- bashing people over the head to get the answers. <laughs> the bashing of heads to get the no. You're right, and I think. Uh, I just think it's it, it could be a useful tool for a GM. That's what I'm saying. 
to to kind of like it's just a question i mean it doesn't uh, it's not very difficult and, well and also just looking at your players whether you know them or not as you're playing the game you can kind of figure out what they like or don't like right like what which one is like asking all the questions to try to figure out right. what the what the problem how to well, solve the I mean, problem I mean I mean of course like if you're like if you're playing a convention setting you're not going to be able to do this because this for a GM anyway for a GM it's important I think it would be important to know what kind of game they like so they you can homebrew an adventure for them and that they would all like or that you know that would touch on things that they really enjoy in a convention game, I would think that you would try to, maybe not socializing, but the first three, you would try to put elements of that right. stuff in there. In there, so, anyway. So it would appease the most people. But like I said, if you have somebody, if you're running, you know, like, for example, for years and years, all we played was, well, I guess we there was some mysteries every once in a while and stuff. For the most part, we did like hack and slash, right? We killed monsters and took their stuff but let's say one person really wanted to play a mystery game a scooby-doo mystery or something and you're like there hasn't been a game like that i mean you could say you know what is how about a mystery game or a mystery adventure uh but a lot of people are just they don't like having that convers any kind of conversation that might ups- upset the gm well you don't like my game mm-hmm. right and i mean that and that's not what you're trying to say you're just like oh let's try something different maybe i don't know i think it's a useful tool even on people you know well, I think that the socializing one is probably everybody does that at, at one point or another. You, you know that you're, you're going to go play a game. You've had a really bad week and you're just happy that you're there yeah. and you want to make sure that yes. <laughs> whatever. Or like Cowie's, right? Oh, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a nice meal and meet with friends. Most people do that anyway, right? right. They go out to dinner, right, or what a breakfast or whatever, and then they play games afterwards or whatever. So, well, they get all their snacks and they they everybody uh, or their their veggies and their Cheetos. dips and all of their stuff and and their whatever kind of soda or, or bubbly water you drink and right, they right. all get together and they're they're yeah, one, they're just happy to be right. together, right? Well, especially after the pandemic, you know, when we went on lockdown. I think we told the story. We were like, hey, we'll see you in four months or we'll see you in a month, four weeks. And then two years later, <laughs> right? You're like, God damn. I think we met once last year during the summer when the numbers were really low and we went to Kawi's house once. Yes. And then the freaking numbers spike and we didn't get to go. We haven't gone back until this year. And it was like, man, this sucks. It's not like you guys didn't play. It was just Zoom wasn't the same for you. Zoom is not the same, yeah, and and everybody will tell you that. Though it's it's pretty cool because you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to get ready. I can play in my pajamas. Well, you can still talk to your friends and play with them, right? Right. That was important. Yeah, that's the important part. But but uh, and there's all kinds of pluses and pluses for Zoom. We, we talked about that. You know, there's all kinds of reasons why Zoom is really easy to run. Not Zoom, but or any online online, online is really easy to get into because you know there's you don't need to travel you don't really need to all be at the same place right and you don't have to get dressed some people play in their pajamas or whatever you want to call it and and your people are really comfortable in their own home right you have to like feel awkward that you're in somebody else's home okay so i think but online games are pretty cool but there's the big but but because we are more social creatures and we actually like seeing people's faces. And uh, even GMs talk about body language. Like sometimes you don't know, especially online games, you know, you're looking at people in little squares and 
you st- mm-hmm. two people start talking at the same time. And, oh no, you go. No, you go. You go. You go. Not where in a real real life game or face to face game, you can kind of tell when somebody's gonna say something because they uh, they can take this big breath and they're ready to talk. So yeah, I've heard people uh, GMs talk about how in online games it's very hard to read people's faces or their body language. I guess it would be more important in a game where in face to face you can tell if somebody's gonna say something or they're not gonna say something they sit back and they're just listen they're just listening and so uh face to game face to face games for me is the best way to play but i really appreciate the fact that we can play online obviously. especially since your people are all scattered over all over the place now so i think this is a very interesting little uh questionnaire I think it's also uh, interesting for somebody to ask themselves, well, what do I like about games? What kind of player do I really consider myself? And what do you do? You have anything that of oh, those four? Which one do you think is? I think all players are all of those. I'm right, just I agree. Saying. But which one really is the strongest of yours, or not strongest? What do you think? I don't, I don't know. You, you maybe play so many different role playing games. Every game is different. <laughs> you had to not answer my question. <laughs> so uh, to me, I think. Oh, I think I like empowering, right? Because I like playing characters that of stuff that I can't do. A wizard, a super, super secret spy, a, a, a highly trained special forces soldier. I don't know. Currently, we're playing Shadowrun, and I get to, I have lots of guns, so <laughs> I get to shoot lots of stuff. <laughs> Which makes me happy. What about problem solving? Solving a problem. I can do that with my guns too. <laughs> so I think I think this is a very interesting little quiz. I I really, you know, sometimes some things really like I really like this idea, even though, like Jolene said, every your everything's important, right, to every player. All these all these things fit a player, no matter what. You know, you like getting together, obviously, seeing your friends and experiencing things. Uh, together, uh, empowering. You like playing things that you don't normally. You can't play. You can't shoot fireballs. Out I of love to to play a sorceress. Yes, myself. Uh, problem solving. You know, I think I also like problem solving games. I uh, like and mysteries where you're trying to figure out what's going on. Me, not so much. So that would probably be the lower one on my list because, for example, because Jolene's read so many mystery novels. Like, I hate when we watch a mystery TV show, like an English mystery. Five minutes, she knows who the murderer is. Not for the English ones. It's the American ones. Oh, is it the American ones? Yeah. Like, five minutes, she knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I try not to tell him. Yeah, but now she does. But for a while there, she was like, I'm like, what? Where? What? And then she'd tell me exactly what what the clues were. I'm like, I'm like, no. And then at the very end, God damn it. You're right. So I actually she's trained me to be a little bit better to look for clues and stuff. So I'm a little bit more better at more better more better at problem solving than I used to be. But that's probably the fourth one on my list if I was to rank them, you know. And experiencing I do like experiencing what other GMs come up with because like I'm a GM most of the time, a lot of time, I not most of the time. A lot of time I'm a GM and I like to experience what other people think. What other GMs come up with. That's pretty neat to me. I really like this list. I think it's He decided cool. to rank it, I guess. I ranked them, yes, yes, in, in order of importance. <laughs> but I think everybody has different things though, that you like why you play role-playing games. There's a lot of things, different reasons. But I think the most important one is everybody likes to have fun. Yes. Well, that's why we play. Yes. It's called play. 
No, it's called Work. drudgery. <laughs> let's drudgery today. Oh, yes, let's drudgery today. So maybe you can figure out what your players are, what they like or not. Or, or you can figure out yeah. things you do or don't do and right. why. And then as a GM, like I said, it could be an important tool. Or just look at this and say, oh, yeah, if you hadn't thought about it, which I obviously had not thought of it this way. I'm like, okay, so... I put in a little bit of something to experience, problem solving, and empowering. I know, I know that everybody likes all those things, those things, and of course socialization because you're, you're all together anyway, no matter yeah. what. I think it's pretty neat. I, I'm glad I came across this. There you go. This it, is gaming perspectives with Saul Angeline, and you have a good day. <laughs>